What's up folks, this is Justin and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 21. Othel and I are discussing the movie review aggregation website, Rotten Tomatoes, and the impact it has had on movies and the film industry in general. Rotten Tomatoes, a subsidiary of Flickster and in turn Warner Brothers, collects reviews from confirmed critics across the globe to provide users a single percentage value, indicating if a film is either fresh, which means that 60% or more of the reviews are positive, or rotten, meaning they're not fresh. More importantly, we discuss how this score might subtly influence your own opinion and outlooks on films without you knowing it. We'll dissect all that and talk about how we try to use Rotten Tomatoes ourselves in this episode. As always, thanks for listening, guys, and you can check out more of our episodes and content at welcometoyourdoomshow.com. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. Everybody, the, these these are your harbingers of doom. These are Uttal and these are Justin. This is Justin. How's it, <laughs> how's it going, man? Ah, so far so good. Sorry, I'm feeling a little. Like... I I'm feeling a little tired. I gotta tell you, you seem tired. I'm a little. I'm a little tired. Like a big baby. Yeah, I'm a little tired. Um, yeah, I got something to talk about. I did too. I'm okay, just, uh, good. I just good. started watching. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, I saw the first season of that. It's been for like it's been out for a long time, and I love the Evil Dead series, as you know. And like I don't know why I was sleeping on it, aside from just no time. Yeah. Now that it's on Netflix, it's like the perfect time to start watching it. Absolutely. Holy it is, shit! It is a doozy. It is a lot of fun. That show is. So did you like how far in are you? I got through the first season. Oh, okay, so, so you got through the first season. Just cracked the second season. Yeah, I haven't opened the second season yet, but. Uh... But man, I did enjoy that show. It's it's very it very much like plays right into that wheelhouse of the films, like perfectly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And some great effects in that show, like great practical effects. Some like yeah, wild Ra- monster Ra- makeup. Ra- he's been known for that though. He's always been pretty good at like sneak, not sneaking because he doesn't sneak. It's always usually pretty. Yeah, it's like in your face. Gratuitous. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it looks good. It's uh, it's been t- it, it it's. To me, so far, it's actually the best, like, interpretation of the Ash character, I think. He keeps evolving. He keeps getting better. Yeah, yeah. Every movie, yeah, he gets yeah. better. He's yeah, better right. in Army of Darkness than he was in the second. Definitely better than... When you say better, you mean, like, what do you mean? Um, more entertaining. More interesting oh, oh, of a character. Okay, okay, yeah. Like, there's more, more nuance. There's, like, yeah. more nuance. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And they have a lot of time in the show. I didn't realize that when I was watching, when I was going to watch it that it was only 25 minutes or half hour episodes <clears throat> yeah. excuse me um but that keeps things brisk you know it doesn't get inflated i feel like a lot of tv shows now i won't even watch them because there's like you have to stay in front of the mic homie yeah, uh yeah there's like you don't have to go into it what are you doing <laughs> just, hello <laughs> hello oh i am inside the microphone now um don't ever do that again <laughs> um it keeps it brisk. I feel like a lot of shows are, uh, you know, they just, they're like a gas. They'll just expand to whatever time it's given to them. So if you yeah. have like a, 
an hour-long show that's on for 13 or 14 episodes a season. I'm like, that's just too much. Yeah. Especially if there's seven seasons. Yeah, yeah. I love shows that are... I'm watching a lot of, like, six-episode shows, like, miniseries. Like, one show I was watching is Happen Leonard. On uh, It's on Netflix. It's a really good show, but there's six episodes, and each of them are 50 minutes long. It's great. Fargo's another one. Ten episodes, each an hour long, but then each season is an anthology season. So it's mm. like one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Nice. That's um, always good. Yeah, so uh, I did. I do like Ash and the Evil Dead. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Uh, unfortunately, canceled yeah. after season three. And um, it's unfortunate, but I think that I still have to watch two and three. Yeah. Seasons two and three. So I still feel lucky that there's an Ash TV show that has three seasons. I think that's pretty cool. I, I, and we live in a world now, I think, where, like, it's... I had to take this off my ear. We live in a world now where, like, if a, if a show is canceled and it's good, that's not necessarily the end of a show. That's true. That's Things true. Case in point on... Uh, what was... Uh, uh, Lock and Key. Lock and Key, yeah. Yeah, they it's filmed like... the pilot for Hulu, and then Hulu didn't want it. And uh, Netflix picked it up. Is that right? Or yes. Amazon. Or Netflix yeah. is considering it or picked no, it up. No, they picked it up. They picked it up yeah, fully. They yeah. picked it up, yeah. So that's pretty wild. You're right. So yeah. there's always a chance. Yeah. And I I mean Netflix has the distribution rights, at least in Canada right now, for it. I think it was in this I was just in the States, obviously. Yeah. So I think it was there too, but I didn't really right. watch Netflix so I was down there. But cool. Yeah, no, I mean if anybody hasn't seen it yet and they're you're a fan of horror or obviously a fan of if you're a fan of the Evil Dead, you've probably seen it already. But uh but uh, yeah, no, I highly recommend it. It's a great show. Absolutely. Um, I had something. Go ahead. Um, there is a miniseries on AMC, speaking of miniseries, uh, called The Terror. And uh, it's based on a book that I read a few years ago, which I really enjoyed. I had no idea they were making a TV series, and then suddenly they're making this TV series. And uh, the book was okay. Like, it wasn't that good. Uh, but... I always when I was reading it, I'm like, this would make a great TV series. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. I was reading it, and Ridley Scott produced this TV series. It's a I saw the pilot. It's absolutely gorgeous, and it's about um, it's about the the John Franklin expedition to find the Northwest Passage. Yeah, and uh, it's a period piece. Two ships, the Erebus and the Terror. The Terror is the name of the ship, uh, but also evocative of the you know atmosphere of the show. Yeah. Anyway, it's about this. It's based. It's a. It's a. It's a historical fiction because this actually happened. All the characters are real people based on the manifest of the ships. They went out there. They disappeared, and, and nobody saw them again. They started finding remnants of the ships, of bodies, and stuff like that, and some journal entries. But they also add a supernatural element of something on the ice. They get stuck on the ice on their ships, and something on the ice stalking them. So it's 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 a wonderful. I, I saw the pilot. It's incredibly well produced, gorgeous, lots of great actors, and uh, so highly recommend watching. I'm waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray before I watch it. But uh, AMC just sec uh, just greenlit a second season, nice. but it's an anthology show. Anthology show, meaning that the first the first season of the Terror has nothing to do with the second season, and they're still calling it the Terror, but it's about World War the era of world war ii and the treatment of uh, Amer uh japanese americans in the united states huh. they had internment camps in the actual united states to segregate japanese americans uh from the population right. during world war ii and then they're going to take a supernatural spin on that as well the show is still called the terror yeah 
whereas the Terror had directly something to do with the original series in the book because one of the ships was named the Terror. Now they're using that as a way to be like, oh, it's the Terror, but it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, a description of the the atmosphere of the show. It's a historic each each season is going to be historical fiction. It's going to take a period of time and add a supernatural twist to it. Oh, so okay. I'm really excited about this. This is like. Right in my wheelhouse. I love it. It's ten episodes. It's not too long. So if you want, if there's like ten seasons of the terror, I don't need to watch ten seasons of the terror. I can watch one season and get a complete story, and then watch the next one and get a complete story, not having to watch the previous one. So I'm really excited about this. this is an amazing idea. This is the kind of stuff that I love. I love them going through. What I'd like even better is if they reuse the same actors. But uh, I think American Horror Story does the same thing, which I haven't seen yet. But I heard it's, you know, I heard it's pretty good as well. Yeah, so I might yeah, get into yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. I, I love the idea, and these are these are no joke. They're you know, extremely well cast, well funded. Like looks looks gorgeous. So I'm really excited about that. I haven't seen all of the terror yet. I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out and watch it. You know, in the home theater. Didn't want to watch it on anything else. Um, but yeah, no, that's just something I'm really excited about. Well, I'd like to tell you, as you were talking, I looked it up. Hmm. Terror is sitting at 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I one. feel so validated. Right? I'm so validated. Look, everyone, it's 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Guess what, though? Science. You Guess should what? go see it. Ash vs. the Evil Dead is 99%, motherfucker. That means it's, ob- it's objectively it's better. better. Objectively. It's objectively better. Scientifically proven, Ash vs. the Evil Dead is better than the Terror. I'm trying to see what the reviews, like, the number of reviews and shit. Oh, it doesn't matter. Does it? I don't know. Does it? Well, that's an interesting question because we're going to be talking about Rotten Tomatoes today. Good segue. Yeah. yeah, We're going to be talking about Rotten Tomatoes, so let's just jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rotten Tomatoes and its effect on my personal, I mean, on the industry. (laughs) Why is there always someone who brings eggs and tomatoes to a speech? Industry, the general populace, everything. Everything, everything. Uh, let's talk about what Rotten Tomatoes is a little bit. I read, I read a little bit. I did a little bit of research. I'm no Man. journalist, but you know, I I read somebody else's research on it, and I'm taking it as the truth. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is a review aggregator, as everybody knows. Um, but some uh, a, a little word on on how it works. It's uh, it's interesting. You can become a Rotten Tomatoes verified critic. By uh, I guess you submit your own profile and you make you know you meet a certain criteria. I looked at it briefly on the Rotten Tomatoes site. Um, not really important for the for the sake of this this particular argument, but there is uh, there is a method to become. There's a barrier to entry. Uh, yeah, there's it's, a barrier to entry. It's, it's not a just considerable anybody. amount. I yeah. looked it up too. And it's yeah. a, it's like a pub. You have to be a publication. You have to be active. active like you know several um, reviews. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah there, all there's that stuff. Quite a few. And uh, it also, uh, so you, you, know, you, you submit your profile, you become a Rotten Tomatoes critic. And then to get your score onto Rotten Tomatoes, at least, I think this article is maybe from an hour, a year and a half or two years, a year and a half ago maybe. But uh, in order to get your score onto the site, so Ash vs. the Evil Dead sitting here at 98%, so that first season there? Yeah, yeah, just the first season. Um, to get your critical review on there, you have to submit it. So I had originally thought that there were tags built into the websites, like Rotten Tomatoes has partnered with you as a critic or your publication as a critic, and they've embedded tags on the website that are like, hey, this this review on this page, this is 
fresh or rotten. Um, that's how I thought it worked, and I thought they programmatically scraped that to pull the reviews together. But according to this, according to this uh, um, uh, report or uh, article, you actually have to submit it. So someone from representative from the publication or you know the critic themselves will take the review, submit it to Rotten Tomatoes, and they have full control. They can they can control what blurb appears above their review. Uh, whether it's obviously rotten or or uh, or fresh, uh, so they do have like control over that kind of stuff. The other the other thing the other method is that someone from Rotten Tomatoes submits on the critics' behalf, I think, so they can go and scrape for reviews, talk to the critics, submit on their behalf, and if the critic doesn't like the uh, the th that means that the Rotten Tomatoes employee is actually saying whether this is a rotten or fresh review. Nah, uh, well. Okay. Uh, and and the, if the critic doesn't like the representation, they can contact our uh, Rotten Tomatoes and tell them that hey, that's not what I, that's that's not what I want it to be. I want it to be fresh, or I want it to be the opposite. You know, whatever it is. So that's kind of how it works. Um, now, if somebody out there knows more than I do, uh, or more from this, you know, two-year-old article, then yeah, please let me know. I'm I'm very curious about the the mechanics of the process, but you know. For all intents and purposes, not directly related to you know our argument here, but really what we're going to be talking about is Rotten Tomatoes and how it's changed people's consumption of movies. I'm not really talking about box office and numbers, although that will likely come up. I'm just more of it's uh, the social environment around films and the acceptance of opinion. I, that's kind of like what I wanted to talk about. Um, and, uh, you know... The reason I want to bring that up is because I think if I were to go by Rotten Tomatoes alone and think about my favorite movies, and I watch a lot of movies, I've a, pre I've a pretty open mind about films. I, 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 uh, I'd like to think that. There are things that I'm like, oh, I, you know, I kind of want to see that, and I never do. Um, that happens from time to time. Sure. But, uh, but uh, you know, if I were to go by Rotten Tomatoes alone, I think I basically have the worst taste in films. <laughs> Like, I have really bad taste in movies, you know, um, and I kind of find myself having to defend that stance, and um, and I've had a lot of people throw Rotten Tomatoes at me. Not literally, but, you know, the website ratings, you know. Uh, think pet peeves of mine, you know, jump in whenever you want. I'm just monologuing I'm here. Waiting, but, I'm uh, waiting for... for Something to jump in on, right? So you haven't said anything I don't I don't overtly agree with, um, or overtly disagree with. This just might be well, it might be forty minutes of me monologuing, but we'll see uh, how it goes. Um, one of my pet peeves is like things that just get under my skin is um, when someone says when you say like, "Hey, you know, did you check out Solo, for example, or whatever any movie?" It's like, "No, that movie's shit." Like. That's the response that I get from a lot of people that, you know, like, what a, you know, that movie's shit, or that movie's garbage, or that movie's crap. And, like, that's, and that's it. That's the, the entirety of, like, the assessment of this, of this film, of this piece of, you know, piece of art. And there, there are a couple of things that I've found. One is that it's, a, it's like, that's a total blanket statement. Right, so with without any sort of nuance to go with, and a lot of people have nuanced opinions, which is why we do this podcast to begin with, mm -hmm. and why our episodes are a little over an hour long. Because, go figure, you have, you know, 
complex feelings about something that lasts two hours or a video game that takes 40 hours to finish. You know, like you have complex feelings that can't be summed up in a single thumbs up or thumbs down, right? Sure. So this is crap, this is garbage. So that's the one thing. It's like a very succinct sort of opinion that's not, you know, inviting any sort of conversation. Yeah. The second thing is sometimes they haven't even seen the movie. That's what I was going to get to. Now, yeah. when people are saying it's crap and this and that, I, in my opinion, I, anytime I'm talking to somebody and they say this movie's crap, it's either one of two things. Mm-hmm. I've seen the film myself or somebody I know and trust very much has seen the film as well and they told me it's shit so I didn't bother. I have not spoken to anybody outside of our circle who are more technology driven, mm-hmm. technologically mm-hmm. driven, mm-hmm. Um, and who look at stuff like Rotten Tomatoes, it's just us that usually will look at that and might say, ah, I saw it on Rotten Tomatoes, but we never let that drive it. Most of the time, it's word of mouth or complete, like their own experiences. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, so, I don't disagree that, that I, Rotten Tomatoes has had a, a, an, an influence on people seeing films and people's opinions, but I haven't felt that personally yet. I've, so, I've, so I'm sorry that, you've had to defend yeah, yourself. I've, I've, I've totally Neanderthals. I, I've, tr- I've tried. I've tried. Um, but you know, I know a lot. Of, I know that there are mo- there are moments that I've had interacting with people where you know, oh, that movie's shit. I'm like, oh yeah, well, you know, I didn't, you know, I saw it, and you know, yesterday or I saw it the other day, and I like kind of liked it. I like this about it. I like that. I didn't like this about it. And they're like, and I'm like, oh, so like, what didn't you like? It's like, oh, you know, like, I haven't seen it, but look at the Rotten Tomato score. It's shit. Like, why would I waste my time watching that movie? You know, that, that's the, that's where like the bomb goes off. And I'm like that, um, it's, uh, it gets right under my skin mm-hmm. and I'm just like, ugh, don't be a drone. Having said that, I'm not an elitist when it, I'm not like a, you know, peace, peace, love and watch every movie because you can only formulate an opinion if you experience it which is true, but you can't experience everything all the time. No. And you have to make choices. And people, you know, like can't afford to go to every movie that comes out. And I I completely, completely understand that. But there is that there is that tenuous connection when you see something, you see something interesting. Something that's interesting to you. Yeah. And you decide not to experience it due to uh, a single uh, aggregated number. Based on a series of of critics, um, whose whose nuanced opinions you haven't seen, yeah. Basically, their opinions have been scrubbed to be forced to give the you know rotten or or uh, or fresh rating, and you're basing it on this. Yeah, I could get a movie that's fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and everyone was kind of the middle of the road. It's like they kind of liked things about it. They kind of didn't like things about it. What does that say? Yeah. About a movie. Forget 50%. You could have one sitting at 20% like that because interpretation of a middle of the road review may be showing up as a rotten review. Yeah, but here's the thing is people making their decision, the decision is 50%. It's either I'm going to see the film or I'm not going to go see the film. It might even be a little more nuanced in that I'm going to go see the film while it's in the theaters and it's more expensive. Or I'm going to go and see the, the the movie when it's not expensive yep. and I can just do this. Or I can pirate it. Or I can do this or that. Whatever people want to do. But that's the thing is why I think that reviewers 
not even talking about Rotten Tomatoes. Reviews have been around for as long as I can remember. Right. Yeah, please, obviously, please. right? Yeah, no, this yeah, is I mean, not thing I, we're I remember touch looking at yeah, Peter, yeah. whatever the fuck. Peter is Howell. Like, that's I of fucking bitch. hate that. I hated guy. him too. Oh, I didn't like his opinions because they always clashed with mine every fucking <laughs> I didn't time. Because like I disagree. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing: is that's a good thing. At least for me, it was. Whenever I was reading the newspaper, God, that was a while ago. This is the Toronto Star. By yeah, the way. Toronto yeah, Star. Yeah, and um, he would like write these reviews, and I'd be reading them, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I didn't agree with him. I was super excited to see that movie I see he's giving it two stars I'd be a little bit bummed yeah that oh maybe it's not good but fuck this guy yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna that's go right. see it and then that's I form right. my own opinion on it and I think that's important like I think that when you're looking at opinions of just a single person you kind of have that fuck this guy kind of thing I want to see that but you also when you start looking at aggregates you gotta have some kind of the same mentality in that like let the aggregates kind of inform you one way or the other yep Here's kind of my scale. I look at this as, um, I do use Rotten Tomatoes. I like Rotten Tomatoes. But the problem is, is that I like Rotten Tomatoes knowing that it could be negatively affecting the movie industry. So there's, so you mean like box office, people going box to office, see the movie? Not yet, yeah, just people going to see the films or even evaluate them themselves. Right. I don't care about, like, the money aspect of it is important because it determines whether films get made or not, vis-a-vis the, the Star Wars spinoffs. Sure, yeah. But, um, but that kind of drives how things are done in the movie industries is mm. perception and money, right? Mm. Um, if Rotten Tomatoes is showing me, here, here's my scale. This is how I use Rotten Tomatoes. If I want to see the film and it gets less than 10%, I'm not going to see it in the theater. Because I'm like, this movie is probably pretty bad. Unless I really want to see it for a very strong reason. 10%'s that cut off. 10%? Okay? 10% or so, less. But, but So let me ask you this. You sure. see a score of 10%. Yeah. How, you know, why is that the cut off and not 15 you know, it's like it's arbitrary. It is arbitrary. I use ten percent as just a, a guideline for what I have seen. So I've seen movies that are in the fifth, in the teens percents mm-hmm. percentile, and I've liked them despite what Rotten Tomatoes has said. It's rare, and I don't know how. I'd have to go through Rotten Tomatoes to try and find a film that I like that was less than ten percent. Do you have but one see, queued up? I, I've like got a couple of examples here. Some, some like uh, not that particular okay. example, but I have examples of that point. So, anyways, back yeah. to my scale. So, ten yeah. percent and less. Even if I wanted to see it, and I see ten less than ten percent, eh, I'm not wasting my time. I got shit to do. Right? Yeah. That's one. If it's between ten percent and fifty percent, I think if I wanted to go and see it, I'll go still check it out. I just go in there with less, with lowered expectations, sure. and I end up enjoying the movie more. Sure. Between 50% and like, I'll say 85%, it's a crapshoot. If mm-hmm. I wanted to see it and it's between there, I'm definitely going to see it. Right. My expectations are about where they are. Right. I'll experience however I experience. Right. If it's above 85% or 90 in that, that range, and I wanted to see it, I know that I'm going to probably like it. Yeah. So a lot of times I've actually gone to films like that and been let down because of that. Sure. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm... I guess that's what I'm getting at is that the the percentile is affecting your 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 uh, perception of the film which I think like you said reviews have been around since there's been art you know critics were birthed at the same time like an artists were yeah. birthed you know yeah. like for every artist you have like 50 Man, critics that painter ain't shit <laughs> can you paint paint that nah <laughs> yeah, I can't nah I can tell you what's wrong with it though yeah um and, and yes, but it's that kind of like, it sets an expectation. I and agree. it's like, just even that little psychological click, 
right? You're setting an expectation based on an aggregated view of reviews of which you haven't actually you know, read them. We've not read the 130 reviews that were aggregated. Somebody has to go in and scrub the data. Like when you go in and you scrub data and you make it conform to hard and fast rules, you're losing detail, right? Absolutely. And yeah. when you lose detail, you lose nuance. And when you lose nuance, the the uh, the the truth of the data, some of it disappears, right? Um, and that's kind of that's kind of uh, where where I have an issue. And that's one of the reasons that we I, I wanted to do this mm-hmm. initially. Yeah. Was because, you know, we have nuanced opinions. We have hour-long talks about movies, even about movies we don't like. Hour-long is general. That's us trying to keep it Hour short. and 17. We seem to nail that. We're yeah. going to nail it on yeah, this we're one, too. about that. Yeah. So, you know, there are complex feelings. And, and some maybe some people don't. Like, a lot of people don't. I really, uh, you know, uh, Shagu... She'll watch a movie and be like, how did you feel about it? I was okay. And she's okay with just it being okay. Yeah. You know? She doesn't feel the need to have to explain what okay feels like. And that's okay, right? Yeah. Um, But, you know, for me, I guess I've always been, I've always, I've always, like, gone to a movie and it's like, how did I feel about that movie? Well, you know... How much time you got? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, that's yeah. that's honestly that's for movies that I feel like are divisive. Well, maybe not actually, because no, you'll, you'll talk yeah. about stuff that is good and bad in yeah. Good there are and mo- bad movies. There are there are good movies, yeah. objectively I've good heard this films. Podcast that, before. Yeah. <laughs> there are objectively good movies that are that I you know I have fundamental problems with. There are what are widely considered to be bad movies that I love. Um, speaking of like bad or, you know, sorry, contradictory, uh, you just call them bad movies. Stop. No, no, they're not. They're not bad movies. They are, they are, uh, no, no, there are films that are, uh, reviewed poorly. Yes. But people love. Yeah. They are like bona fide classics. The first one I'm going to mention off the top of, off the top of my head, which is not really true. I'm looking at a list (laughs) on my phone. Um, Spaceballs. 57% 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just think that's wildly inaccurate, you yeah. know? Like I th- Spaceballs is referenced as one of like the best parody films of all time, you know? Um and it's 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's just one example. Uh The Sandlot, another movie that is a bona fide classic in my opinion and in the opinion of I guess my generation. Yeah. Um 56% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And I'm like, The Mummy, which I actually think is a pretty good movie, sitting at 57%. I think that's kind of fair, sort yeah. of, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, a Knight's Tale is 58%. What uh, was Taken? Uh, taken. Taken was 58%. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so one of my favorite action movies in the last few years. So, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, which I think is a great action movie, a great action film, is sitting at 52%. Mm-hmm. There are two other examples I want to give you of the opposite, or at least what I consider to be the opposite, being sort of a part of this geek community and like you kind of hear the general consensus on a lot of films. Sure. Um, the first one, I'm going to load it up here really quick because I don't want to uh, bullshit the, the number. Uh, a film, Superman Returns with Brandon Routh. 
75% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That's like 74% more than it deserved. Exactly. So you see that that feeling where anybody who talks about Superman Returns in forums and things, and I read a lot of forums and I get, you know, we talked about this where I just can't help myself. You know, I've seen a lot of general opinion and that while that's not a real statistic, it, it is something that I do. Um, generally, people do not like this movie. They think it's not very good. They think it's like weird, creepy Superman and they get a lot of the... You know, it's just, it's not a good movie. Um, And it's sitting at 75% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Another example I have, uh, real quick, sorry, I should have had these loaded on a tab here. Another movie that is widely shat on, widely, and probably even more widely than Superman Returns, is Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. A lot. Well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Go Not ahead. you or I. I actually like this movie. I do too. I like this movie. But I'm, but everyone... I'm ready to acknowledge the fact that it's not a great film. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, I like. I know what it is. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Yeah. But you got it. Like that's how would you describe it to somebody that hasn't seen it? First of all, what's the rating? Seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's higher than I think it deserves. But um, I. I enjoyed yeah, I the mean, fuck out of it. Exactly. So those are those are. I'm two. happy it's at seventy. Yeah. <laughs> But see that that's that's another weird tie-in. It's like if there's a movie you're rooting for and it doesn't get a high review, or movies you like don't get high reviews, it, it almost affects you personally, doesn't it? It's kind of like, oh, that, that sucks. Why does it suck? Think about that. Why do you feel like that's that's something that's a uh, you know it sucks? It's because it's something you like, yeah. right? And we both and we, you know that people's first exposure to what this film is going to be is the Rotten Tomatoes score. It will be. Yeah. It almost always will be. And, yeah. And uh, again, I'm making that up based on... Uh, sorry, I'm not making that up. I'm, I'm basing that on personal experience. You know? Like, when someone goes to watch movies, like, hey, I, to- I told them about this movie, and it's called, you know, like, The 13th Floor, which was another movie on that list that I liked a lot, but got really awful reviews. Yeah. They'll be like, look it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Or like 30%. I don't know what the score was, but it's yeah. very low. Yeah. And they'll be like, eh. Nah, don't don't yeah, don't have to sell it. You got to be a salesman if you want people to expose this. You if can sell it all you like. Yeah, but you know when somebody goes home and looks it up on Rotten Tomatoes, which they will do. That's what they do because that is the mecca for general opinion. Yeah, and 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 the movie scores low. That that translates to your opinion of films. You like a certain type of movie. Or you like films that generally people don't like or that have low scores. You know, it's kind of a reflection of you. Now it's quantified. You know, it's like there's a score. There's a single number that can represent your taste in movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is not accurate. it's, It's not an accurate number. And... And I think that a lot of experiences, a lot of people won't experience new things or take on suggestions, as an example, right? Um, uh, based strictly on that on that number. I, I, I don't think that it, it paints one person's opinion per se. I think that it paints their range. I'm, I'm looking at this like a poker player, right? Mm-hmm. Poker players, a lot of times, they'll look at things like, this is the range of cards that these people will play. For instance, uh, say you're playing Texas Hold'em, right? Yep. You're playing against a person that's playing super tight. If all of a sudden they go into a hand, you can probably think that their range of cards that they have, they might have like ace-king, 
aces, pocket pair, something. They've got a very limited range of cards they, they would play because they're playing so tight. Yeah. Whereas there are other players that are more loose. Take more chances. Their yeah. range of cards could be anything, right? Right. And that is a risk and reward thing, right? right? Sometimes you'll go into a hand that you really had no business being in with the two cards you have, but all of a sudden you flop the nuts, right? Right. Which I is don't a know funny what any, state. I don't know what... Flopping any, the nuts? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just nodding. Anyways, yeah. so what I'm getting at is that with films, it's the same thing, right? Is if somebody says, oh, did you see this film? Yeah, I saw that film. I loved it. Well, yeah, so did everybody else. I saw this film and I loved it. Yeah, well, so did everybody else. You kind of know what the range of the person is. Sure, is they're kind of sure. going along with the crowd, right? Sure. But then, and the thing is, is with those type of people, you're not going to be able to convince them that, yeah. hey, this film I saw, it's an interesting film, blah, 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 blah. If they look up the Rotten Tomatoes score and all of a sudden they make the decision that, hey, I'm not going to go see that yeah. Rotten Tomatoes sold me soul, you're not going to be able to convince them, right? It's, it's, a t- it's, it's definitely ice skating uphill. Huh? That was a good one. Yeah, you like that? That was good. I've never used that in a sentence before, but here we are. It um, you're right. I, I I agree with you. It's I think there's a certain mentality that uh, wants things rolled up. Yeah, you know, like wants things wants things aggregated. Not everybody has all the time in the world to watch these movies, and I totally I totally like I I get that. I get that. But here's where my my per, like a lot of my personal opinion, kind of my personality, comes into this books. Let's talk about books for a minute. I go to Goodreads. Okay. So, um, and I'm actively tracking like what I'm going to read and what I'm going to read next. Choosing the next book for me to read is is an ordeal. And I'll tell you why. It's an ordeal because I like to read, but I read fucking slowly. Very, very slowly. Like it takes me six months to finish a book. Okay. Yeah. Having said, so, so think about that. If I chose the next book, I'm not one to stop reading in the middle of a book. If, when when can I formulate opinion an opinion about a book that's 900 pages long? When does that opinion come along? Is it the first chapter? Is it the first half? Is it three quarters in? And I'm sure that's uh, even if you can't even answer that because for me it's probably depending on the book, right? Everything could be great and the ending could be awful, you know, like that kind of thing. You feel cheated at the end. By the end of the book, if I find that I didn't like the book. I've already spent six months reading this book yeah. to formulate that opinion, right? Yeah. That is not a short amount of time. I only have so much time on this earth, right? right? So I look at reviews for books. I read a little bit about them. I learn about their plot a little bit. You know, like I have to. I, I feel like I have to because um, because uh, it just takes so much time, right? It takes a lot of time. Now, translate... Now, now when my opinion on films it's two hours typically typically let's say um i think for me personally that that two hours can be a gamble it can be a gamble for me and i don't need uh i what i what i need to be is interested in the content of the film of course sure um but I don't need to do the research i don't need to look up the rotten tomatoes in order to decide whether i'm going to watch a movie because Let's be honest. A lot, not a lot of films right now cost fifteen, sixteen Canadian hard-earned Canadian dollars to go see them in the theater, right? You can watch them on Netflix, on Amazon services. You guys already all already have, or you know, other less or like other nefarious methods of which of we're watching. not promoting. Yeah, that's correct. But it, 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 that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. So, yes. so there are ways to watch and and to experience these movies. Two hours of your time, much less than six months. Sure. For me. 
it just doesn't it it doesn't add up to to narrow your your experience to only what you know uh, is sort of ultimately what's ultimately like Rotten Tomatoes guiding the socially accepted good film. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's kind of where my where my uh, where my grievances with this whole thing is that Rotten Tomatoes does drive socially acceptable good films. In terms of like public recognition, yeah, or, yeah. public recognition, or even saying. personal. I'm talking about like personal, if you're, yes. like, you're standing with a group of friends and you're like, hey, you know, one of my favorite movies is Deep Blue Sea. I fucking love that movie, I and the, I, I do. I'm using that as an example because yeah. I pretty much had this conversation, yeah. you know, where everyone's talking about The Godfather Two, and uh, you know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of another like. I, I would say Citizen Kane. I haven't seen Citizen Kane, so I haven't seen The Godfather 2. I haven't mm-hmm. seen The Godfather 1. So, um, so you know, like, bringing that up in a context where you're, t- you know, with cinephiles, there's a lot of snobbery, right? But now the snobbery has what is being marketed as, or is being accepted as, um, as a deterministic numbers, to prove that you are in fact wrong about how good this movie ah, is, I, I disagree. When you're talking about like cinephiles, right? Like people that, for, for those who don't know, cinephiles people that love films, basically, sure, right? Yeah, really into films. I have yet to meet a cinephile, a proper cinephile, that lets that Rotten Tomatoes review really drive their opinion. That I, I've met. I, I've seen trolls on the internet. That's a different story. I, I agree. I agree. I don't think that it. Uh, I don't think that it governs their opinion. Yeah. But it's there. It's there. It's 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 backup. It's there. Like they don't need to. Like, do they need to defend themselves? If I came up to someone and said, "You know what? The Godfather Two is an awful movie." Do they need to defend themselves? They don't. They could just point to Rotten Tomatoes and say, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. Right. But you know, if I'm like, "Hey, Deep Blue Sea is a fucking fantastic movie," I need to prove. I have something to prove. No, but you still have something to prove if you say something about. The Godfather too, as well to a cinephile to anybody really like no no as as far as a defensive stance goes like I if I if I came up to you and said Godfather two is an awful film the person who is being approached with this you know uh, opinion that is not of the social order has nothing to has nothing to say. They don't need to say anything because they have deterministic data, a number that can show you. They can just point you to one website and just tell you that, hey, you know what? You've got awful taste in movies. Right? That, that's an yeah. argument. But the thing is, is all of those arguments are essentially an argument, right? Like you saying Godfather is a bad Not that this is a real no, argument no, I've you, ever had. But, I've never had this real argument. Right. But like saying that And not like, that you Godfather shouldn't have II. this argument. You should. <laughs> You should go out there and be like, Deep Blue Sea is a better movie than The Godfather 2. Go out there, people. If you do, do that, <laughs> anybody, I will find you and slap you. Because The Godfather 2 is a goddamn because, masterpiece. Because Deep Blue Sea is, in fact, better than The Godfather 2. All right, here we go. You're out of your mind. <laughs> Look at the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, yeah that's right. No, I, I mean, as soon as you say anything, if, as soon as you give your opinion, and if that person doesn't agree with it, you've made the first argument. Right? Uh, you, you, yeah. Right? Sure. So 
if their next argument is, yeah, look at the Rotten Tomato score, it's a weak argument, in my opinion. So uh, I'm not saying that's so... Like, I guess it's what I'm saying is that it's, um, it's that's not what they're going to do. They're not going to be like, hey, look at this. Like, literally do that. But they've got deterministic analysis to back them up if they can't verbally convince you. you sure. Know? It's like, it's, it's another... It's like this silver lining underneath that they can stand on. Yeah. And feel confident that, hey, my opinion is actually socially correct because Rotten Tomatoes tells me what's good. Mm-hmm. And it tells me that what you like is not good. See, I... I... I think that Rotten Tomatoes as a whole is a good thing to have out there in general. And just just if not for anything else, just for a heads up kind of display on what movies are. I mean, executives, I the company I work for, we do we do all kinds of stuff, but one of the pieces we do are, you know, heads up displays about like, you know, reports on how we're doing this year and yep. how much have we sold, how much are we spending, that, 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 that. If all of a sudden those numbers are low, they're not looking into Hey, why is this low? They're just they're, like they're just like these higher. numbers are low. Somebody yeah. figure it out, yeah, right? Yeah. And then somebody has to go and do that. Sure, sure. And then all of a sudden, somebody that their department is probably doing really well is like, why am I getting shit on right now? Everything's yeah. good on my side, right? Yeah. That's kind of how this is, right? Sure. Yeah. All, there are all these movies out there that, for some reason or another, there's a consensus that builds. Be it, I mean, in this case, it's opinion, right? Mm. But those consensuses are all similar. Consensus I. Consensus E's. Is it actually consensi? Consensi. (laughs) Consensi. So it's like... Everything's going in one direction, right? Like if there's an agreement on a film that it's like 30% of people liked it, but 70% didn't, that's a piece of information. Now it's definitely within the user's confines that they need to figure out how to use that information. Is that going to be my end all be all is that how i'm going to determine whether i'm going to see this film or not well that's probably not a good way to live your life if yeah, you're going to use I, let the masses tell you what to do mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. it's just uninformed mm-hmm. but if you have no interest in seeing it and then you see a 30 percent, you're like oh fuck i don't care i really don't care but that's reaffirming an already sort of level uh, an already negative outlook which is which is the job of you know the marketing campaign right um i think there the, the and and I'm not immune to this, by the way. It happens to me too. Sure. I see movies that I'm like, oh, I'm kind of interested in that, and I see the Rotten Tomato score like 25, percent and it's scary because I don't know it's happening half the time. Mm. You know, I don't. It's it's like you know people's use of their smartphones. It's so ingrained that they're not they're not even sure. Like when they grab the phone, it's like they're possessed. Yeah. You know, like they're not even sure what they're what they're doing until they're doing it. And it's and it's happening. It's autopilot. You see this information. You're inundated with this information. You see the score. Even for a guy like me, that's kind of like pretty. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty bullish about being like, don't you know, don't be a drone. Go see go see everything. Spend all your money and like go see everything. You know, like I do, yeah, of course. Yeah. I I'm affected by the number two. You know, like I don't make as hard an effort. I eventually see stuff. I don't make as hard an effort to watch it. You know. If it's a, if it's a low score and that's happened to me before and I don't even know what's happening, yeah, that's what's kind of scary about this whole thing, um, and and uh, it can happen to anybody, especially for someone like me who's re- like slowly realizing that it it happens. It affects whether I see something, even though I'm actively trying not to let it affect whether I see something. Like a good example of this is and now now I don't go to the theater a lot. 
um, but I still haven't seen it, is Valerian. I, uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, that Luc Besson movie that looks right. kind of like a spiritual yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, successor to The Fifth Element. I still want to see that movie. I saw it got low ratings, and it kind of, it's not that I don't want to see it anymore. I do, and I will. It's just, I haven't seen it yet, and that and that's telling. You know, that's telling of, um, and it wasn't even like horrific reviews. I'd say they're all like middle, the middle to negative, yeah. right? Um, but, uh, you know, and 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 I'm using that as an example because I was just looking the other day at my watch list. I'm like, oh shit, I haven't seen Valerian yet. That kind of thing. But yeah. and there's a reason for that. I think, thinking back, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bummed that it didn't get like half decent reviews, and then other things came and it got buried. But would it have gotten buried if it got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't think so. I think it's something I would have seen already. Um, and it ha- it's it that's all under the covers. And I'm not actively thinking about it. I, I, I don't think people know. I don't think people are aware that this thing affects their opinion. It does. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. There's no question about that. If you mm-hmm. see that people think it's negative, it's going to affect you one way or the other. In the case of Valerian, um, there's so much stuff. There's so much content being released all the time. There's always stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you kind of want to see a movie and then something tells you that it's not might not be worth seeing right away, you, you bury it like you said, right? It just goes back to the, you know, push it to the back burner, push it to the back burner. Then other stuff keeps coming and you're prioritizing. Prioritizing is kind of a big deal when you're a fucking adult. Sure. No, you're right. When you were younger and shit, it was easier to just throw on movies and do whatever because the the number of responsibilities we had were easier, right? But as you get older, I see Rotten Tomatoes as kind of a good tool to be able to kind of help me drive priorities in terms of, okay, I really want to see this movie based on both. How much I, I actually want to see the film Rotten Tomatoes marketing be damned. Like if a, if a Marvel Studios movie is coming out or one of the DC ones, mm. I'm all in. I don't really care what the critics say. I'm still going to see it. Yeah. I, that's just how I'm built. Star Wars, same thing. Like I'm going to see it. Um, but if it's not of that franchise and I don't really have a very built in. Like look at Ash vs. the Evil Dead for instance, right? Yep. I wanted to see that really badly. And, and it got great and it got great reviews but you and, never got to it. and i never got to yeah. it and it wasn't because of prior well it kind of was because of prioritization in that case because a series is a bigger investment oh i didn't even mention that yes yeah. so we talked about the books, books yeah but uh to a lesser extent, even tying back to our intro discussion like a a, a television series yeah. is also something you want to read about right because that could be 12 hours for one season it got seven seasons yeah. You're not gonna. You're not gonna die. Like, who's gonna dive into that? Like, without knowing, without getting an opinion, whether it's from Rotten Tomatoes or their friends or family or right. whoever. Right now, here's the thing: is I never looked at the Rotten Tomatoes review for that. I, the first time I had seen that it's it was ninety nine percent, hundred percent for the other two seasons for both of them yeah. was just now. Didn't that make you happy though? It made me happy, but right. I don't know if that would have influenced me to see it earlier than I sure. did now. Sure. So again, it's potentially using a tool that's out there. To my benefit, it, like the circle of friends that we have, it's like you and me that would really go and see Ash vs. the Evil Dead, my buddy Matt in LA. Yeah. But like, um, outside of that, my circle of friends, not that's not kind of their bag. Right. But it, so I'm not getting that 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 reaffirm, sure. reaffirmation reaffirmation Re- reaffirmation yeah, yeah. that um, that you should definitely go and check this film out. There's times where I'll be like, hang out with my brother, and then I'll say, hey. 
did you see this? He's like, nah, I don't know. Like Solo, for instance. Like, mm. did you see Solo? He's like, nah, not really. I, I don't know how. Dude, go see it. You will really, really enjoy it. Yeah. I guarantee. So, you know, that's the one thing I do like about your brother is that while he, ha- he has, he's a discerning uh, uh, f- uh, 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 film goer, I guess. Yeah. Meaning, but he also listens to opinions oh like absolutely people's opinions so like if you come out and say hey you know what like you see this like oh, i wasn't really interested but then you say you know you should go see it. i think you're actually really going to like it he's not going to be looking at rotten tomatoes or anything you go when you formulate his own opinion and his own opinion may be uh you were totally wrong i fucking hated that movie yeah entirely possible right but he he does he takes that leap you know he can take that leap um I wanted to jump through just a couple of like sample movies of films that I, I think don't have great Rotten Tomato scores at all, but I absolutely love. Okay. Right? I'm just going to run through these off the top, stop and talk about any of them, or even look them up, actually. The 13th Warrior, The Ghost in the Darkness, The Robocop Remake, Oblivion, Kingdom of Heaven, The Director's Cut, although I think that's widely appreciated yeah. as being a better movie than the theatrical cut. King Arthur, Antoine Fuqua's King Arthur, Terminator 3, Alien Resurrection, Alien 3, Constantine, Dead Man on Campus, Nothing to Lose, Ravenous, Starship Troopers, Ghostbusters 2, Dragonheart, Treasure Planet, Disney's Dinosaur, Abominable, Gremlins 2, The Siege with Denzel Washington, Spy Game with Robert Redford. Um, I feel like we need to li- send me this after so I can list this in the description. Sure, <laughs> so sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just going through this just so it's on, the, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the record kind of thing. The Last Samurai, Lake Placid, fucking love that movie. Deep Rising. Uh, America's Sweetheart, Sky High, Fright Night, the remake. Deep Just... Rising, the porno, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Excellent. Um, Justice League and Jack, uh, Michael Keaton's uh, Jack Frost. That's like a list of movies that I'm kind of like, oh, I like these movies. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't think a lot of other people like them very much. Um, Roger Ebert only gave it 1.5 out of 4 stars. Well, then, you know what? I just like bad movies, Justin. Yeah. Yeah, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes for The 13th Warrior. And while I, while I think that movie is actually a pretty great adventure movie, uh, can you look up The Ghost in the Darkness real quick? Sure. Um, that's the. Uh, tell, what's that that's the, the Ghost in the Darkness is, uh, is the story about uh, them building a bridge in uh, Savo, Africa. Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas, two lions attack them while they're building the bridge. It's kind of like an African adventure story. When animals attack, kind of story. Oh, it's sitting at fifty percent. That's actually higher than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, these movies are movies that I like that have you know that have bad Rotten Tomato scores. That these are hard to recommend. Like, let's talk about recommendations. When you give recommendations to people, you know, I when set I them get, up. I set them up as best I can. I try. I try to as well. I try to learn about what they like. Yeah. I don't. I don't give. I don't. I'm not. I, the other pet peeve I have. I got a lot of pet peeves. They're all in cages at home. They. Uh, they. When, when people give opinions saying, oh, you should go see this movie, it's great, they know nothing about me. Like, they don't know what I like. They didn't even ask. Uh, when I recommend a film, I'll ask you, like, what kind of movies do you like? What have you seen lately? Like, I love having that discussion with people. What have you seen lately that you've liked? What's even more interesting is, like, what have you seen lately that you haven't liked? You know, you learn a little bit. I'm not talking about, you know, like, reading a biography. This is a five-minute conversation, you yeah. know? And you kind of get that trajectory of what they're on, and then you recommend recommend a film. And if I see a trajectory, you know, a trajectory they're on, and we, you know, we have this conversation, and I have a film to recommend, and I know it's widely accepted and widely liked, how do I sell it? 
I let Rotten Tomatoes sell it for me. Get the fuck out of here. I do. Here. I'm like... Actually, you know well, what? I, I do the I, same thing. I'm like, I'm thing. like, I actually don't have to... I know as a recommender that I don't have to explain it too much. I'm just like, hey, look, there's this movie. It's a drama. You know, this, like Wonder Boys, one of my favorite movies. I recommend that when people have seen dramas that the they've... The porno? Loved. Yeah, yeah. The Wonder Boys, the porno. Um, that... Um, and I'm like, you know, if I'm recommending this movie... I'm just like, look, it's a great, it's a great movie. It's like kind of in your wheelhouse. Here, check out the like. I'll in the link I send them to the movie isn't the IMDb page. It's not the Metacritic page. It's not the fucking website for the film. It's the Rotten Tomatoes website because it's sitting at whatever 90 percent. Yeah. If there's a movie like The Ghost in the Darkness that I'm recommending to someone, right? That I'm like, this is a great adventure movie when they used to go on location and shoot like. All the all their movies, the movies on location, practical effects, you know, gorgeous, you know, gorgeous cinematography. I don't send them Rotten Tomatoes score. No. I don't send them that link. I just send them the IMDb link, or I send them like some other, the wiki, the wiki, or like yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, like, or I send them a trailer. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll trailer. send them a trailer. But if there is, but but this is all like this is all stuff that's happening under the on under the hood. Yeah, like in my recommendation algorithm in my head, yes. right? That's that's what's happening. I know socially or what, socially, Rotten Tomato is Z, where these things lie, and I know when I can leverage Rotten Tomatoes to convince someone to watch some something that I've recommended. I also know when I can't use it because the score isn't high enough, so, and that has an effect on people's opinions on whether they're actually going to watch it or not. So you're using Rotten Tomatoes in this way and in other ways that I think that is the way to use the, the, this as a tool. Rotten Tomatoes at the end of the I'm day... I'm totally manipulating it, though. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm no, like, no, 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 no. I you're feel not, like I'm not. manipulating it. You're using it as a tool for your own means, which is what everybody should be doing. Their own means are, am I going to see this film or not, right? Rotten Tomatoes is that tool that can help inform your opinion one way or the other. Now, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I think that it's only good if the person is, I don't want to say smart enough, but intuitive enough to know that it is only a tool, <laughs> a tool, a tool. <laughs> oh, oh a Justin, tool. Um, the 80s want their joke back. Nobody was named Uthel in the 80s. Get the fuck out of here. I was. I grew up. I was born in 84. You were barely I was being a called, person. I was being called a tool in 89, for sure. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, same year Batman came out. I was at school and someone called me a tool. That's what you get for being named that way. Yeah. Well, you know what? Blame my parents. I can. I know. Give me a call. I can and you will. Uh, no. Right. Okay. So back to what I was saying. So it, it's 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 a tool that should be used for one's own means, <laughs> right? Yeah. That means is just whether or not you are going to see a film. It can also be used on your side as whether or not I'm going to recommend this film to people and how I use it as a tool to convince them of it. I will modify that slightly. Sure, sure. It's not whether or not I'm going to recommend this movie so, to yeah, a Yeah, that, that's what I was it getting is, at. It is how am I going to get this person to, see, the to see this movie because I'm convinced based on a conversation I've had with them yeah. that they're going to like it. Yeah. So how do I do that? Is Rotten Tomatoes my friend or my enemy? Yeah. And in the case you got, what do you got right here? You got the RoboCop remake up, which yeah. I think is a, I think it's a great movie. Yep. I'm not using Rotten Tomatoes to sell that. No, I wouldn't either. But right. there are times where I'll mention it. 
in a conversation and be like, because for instance, this movie I loved. I thought it was one. It was a very fun action film. I had a great time with it. I I enjoyed it as well. Anytime I'm talking to somebody, like if I was recommending this to somebody, I'd say like I'd say that exact phrase is like. It's not the same as the old RoboCop series, if you're a fan of that or not. It's very more. It's a more mainstream action film. Yeah. Um, pretty good effects, really good action, uh, yeah. fun character or not fun. Um, but I mean, like, entertaining character stands moments. on its own. Like, stands it on its like, own separately. Absolutely. Separately. But yeah. if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's not very high. Sometimes I'll throw that in there because I don't want somebody to go in there or be surprised. Discover it. Not 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 that they'll be surprised. Rick roll. I will actually tell them what I think. It's just I don't want them to go to Rotten Tomatoes later and be like. Hey, what the fuck? This guy recommended this. Why is this sitting at fifty percent? But but I'll slip it in and be like, it's on. It's like fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But like, it's that's because it's not Citizen Kane or something. Like I'll yeah. say something like that and yeah, be like, yeah. it's it's just a fun action movie. Like I guarantee I'll have a good time. Yeah. Same with Solo. The way I sold it to my brother, and that's the way I sell things that I think that are fun that aren't positively received on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll just, but that's like you got to give a but, caveat with that. Sometimes. But just even that that fear. Yeah, that fear. I mean, fear is a strong word. Sure. But I mean to say, like that fear that your recommendation will not be viewed or will not be given uh, its due, based on a real conversation you're having with someone, based on understanding what this person likes. Yeah. Um, that it will not be taken seriously, given a rolled up aggregate number on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. That the, the that. That fear, or you know, that—that's what I have a problem with. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, and it's this isn't this isn't solvable. And by the way, I'm not saying Rotten Tomatoes shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like I'm bashing them. They're not. They're actually not doing it. They have no opinion on films. Rotten Tomatoes themselves are just trying to aggregate data because that's what we love. Yeah, as a society now, that's what we love. Everything needs to be rolled up. People can't even steal shit one at a time. They have to have it all rolled up, you know. Like it's, it's uh, and and in the and in that roll up, in that roll up of data, nuance disappears. How many people, or how many times have I done this? And forget how many people, because I've done this. And the reason that I'm opinionated about it because I'm like, I'm that person too, right? It happens to me. How many headlines have I read? Just the headlines. Yeah. And other people start talking about incidences, like expecting me to know about them and, ex- and you know, and talking about them. How many times am I like, yeah, yeah, I read about that today. Did I? Did I read about it? No. I read a two-line headline. Yeah. Right? I know nothing about this fucking incident. I don't know what you're talking about. But, I, you know, maybe I don't... It, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe I, I can glean something from a conversation and kind of jump in with my opinion or whatever. But I didn't read the article. Yeah. We're not a lot of article readers. And uh, and that's what Rotten Tomatoes is doing. Giving people what they want. Summaries. Which brings me to the critical consensus part, which I read nothing about of how it's put together or how it works. That's written by a human being. Oh, absolutely. I'd wager it's probably like somebody at Rotten Tomatoes goes through all of them. Exactly. Yeah. What are they doing? Are they looking at headlines and writing the critical... This It's like the critical consensus. Let's read this out for Robocop here. Uh, the remake. While it's far better than it could have been, Jose Padilla's uh, Robocop remake fails to offer a significant improvement over the original. How did someone come up with that? Did they read the headlines of all of the reviews? The hun- How many are here? Let's yeah. Let's There's not talk shit. Two hundred and one reviews. Two hundred and one reviews. You think this asshole at Rotten Tomatoes went through and read two hundred one no, reviews no. and was like, 
uh, you know what, here's the general consensus. No, they're giving the general consensus slathered in their own opinion because they're a human being and they can't prevent it. They're not a machine, right? So it's like, it's you've got a roll up of, of, of fresh or rotten reviews to give you a percentage. Yeah. <laughs> then on top of that, you have some human being giving you a written critical consensus synopsis based on their interpretation of 201 reviews. Yeah. It's like, we're starting to really like lose detail here. Sure. You know, like it's like a lot of details just disappear. But, but I will say this is it's not often that I'll read that critics consensus thing and be wildly in disagreement with it. I don't think I've ever really been in disagreement with it. Like, Oh, it's not to say they just, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying they do a bad job. Right now with this one, this is all true. It's not better than the original and it, could have been it's it says it's far better than it could have been yeah i guess it could have been garbage i don't think it kind of a, goes for any movie exactly I mean, that's like, what i'm getting at like i don't um, i think that this is this is actually not a great critical consensus because it's, it's well, not I mean, telling me anything aside you, from it's not as good as the original which sure the you, fucking original you know what, is amazing you know what the critical consensus is the equivalent of it's like the equivalent of like a crystal ball reading or a tarot card reading yeah you know like the it, but like a scam artist sure it tells you that hey you're gonna wake up today eat something and then go to sleep later you know like i that's what these are. They're kind of like these general statements. Um, and that's what people read. If they're not looking at the number, the next thing they're looking at is the critical consensus. Yeah, yeah. And then if they're forced to scroll down and look at the headlines for all the for all the reviews. Yeah, or excerpts, basically. But like Or what are, sorry, but, excerpts. But like, like I said, critical consensus for Alien Resurrection marks a slight improvement over its predecessor, but still lacks emotional stakes that helped make the franchise's first two entries in the sci-fi horror or a sci-fi horror classic. Do you realize that that is pretty much exactly the same statement is as the, the last Robocop one? I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> so, but unfortunately, like, like, that's the thing is you've got to be smart enough to read that and be like, okay, gotcha. But this does tell me about Alien Resurrection in a nutshell. All right, cool. It's okay and it's not as good as the original two. That's how I would describe If somebody asked me, hey, should I see Terminator 3? That's literally how I would describe it. I have a lot of fun with it. I'm sure, but I would. It's not. It's it's really not in we the same vein as the first two. Actually, sure, I'm sure it's almost exactly the same as those. It's like, hey, not as good as the first two. You said that one was sitting at seventy uh, percent. That's actually yeah, much better. Uh, but I'm sure it's like it's probably a more very positive similar. spin, but with the same sentiment. <laughs> Although T3 never reaches the heights of the second movie, it's a welcome addition to the Terminator franchise. Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> that's a uh, yeah. It's, and it's not wrong. It's like that's so funny. honestly how I would frame it to somebody. Because the thing is, if you see T one, <laughs> very serious movie, right? Serious horror on the cusp like, I think, of horror. I, I think T I maintain T one is a slasher film. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's a fair way to look at it. Then you look at T two, and it takes itself very seriously. Yeah. But it's, a, it's one of the so, best yeah. sequels of all time, in my opinion. Um, and then T three comes along, and it's a very different film. There's a lot of weird totally tongue in cheek comedy. Yeah. It's just it doesn't play by the same rules as the others. No. Um, not as good as the others, but still an entertaining film. But that's exactly how I would frame it. It's so funny that those three, those three things, were they all sequels? Like, we were all sequels, Those are all right? sequels. Let's show Ghostbusters 2. Thanks to the cast, Ghostbusters is reasonable music, but it lacks the charm, wit, and energy of its predecessor. <laughs> uh, it happens to be that these are, what we're looking at are sequels, but it's really funny to see that. No um, consensus yet for critics. For, for Ghosts in, Ghost in the Darkness. Okay. Only 46 reviews. Yeah. Um... um 
Atmosphere, great sets, and costumes with thin plot. That was on, a lazy write. That's uh, for the Thirteenth Warrior. The Thirteenth Warrior. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So it's. Um, I I get what you disagree saying. with that. Do I do Actually, I disagree with that? Sorry. I don't know. Like, would, I, would you not include that in? Would you include that it's a got a thin plot? In your uh, in your recommendation to somebody. No. Without looking at this, obviously. No, I wouldn't say it has a thin plot. I th- I would say it has enough plot to drive an adventure film. Okay. You know? Like, um, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that. But there are a lot of these are built to like you don't. I mean, it's hard not to agree because they're so generic. Sure. Sure. You know, um, it's so funny that that it happened to be sequels that we were looking at. Yeah. They're almost all exactly the same. Yeah. Um, or remakes. Or remakes. That's right. Yeah. Sequels yeah. or remakes. Um. Which is probably another conversation or another podcast. Shit, but, yeah. uh, I'll mark that down. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that like, honestly, like if you're listening to this podcast and you use Rotten Tomatoes as however you use the Rotten Tomatoes, look at it as a tool, not Uthel, a tool, because honestly, that's what it is. It helps you. It can help you inform your decision a little bit, but don't let that be the sole driver as to whether you see or don't see films. Have your own opinion. If you had some interest in a film, but all of a sudden you see that it's like, oh, it's only 50%. 50% means jack shit in the grand scheme of things, right? That's right. That's I, right. I've seen so many, like literally all the ones you mentioned here are 50, aside from 13th Warrior, which is 33%, Robocop's 49, yeah. Alien Resurrection's 55, Ghostbusters 2's 53. I didn't like Ghostbusters 2 as much, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Ghost in the, the Darkness dark is 50%. Like, yeah. all of these are sitting around this 50% mark. Like I said with my scale before, I think I said 10 and 85. Mm-hmm. Anything in the middle, in my opinion, is fair game. It could mean that I'm going to love the shit out of it, yeah. and it means it could mean I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Anything over 85, I'd be hard-pressed to see some films that I was like, I really, really, really didn't like that film. Right. Or on the other opposite of the spectrum is less than 10% that I've seen that I really, really liked that film. Right? Right. But... Yeah. To your point of compartmentalizing some of that, there's stuff to, that you like out of them. Like the, I think that that comes down to personality. I think a lot of people, I uh, don't function, you know, don't don't experience films the way I do, which is actually like it's that's what's wonderful about art. You know, it's different for everybody. Um, I ha- I happen to be able to when I watch a movie, this is a good one. When I watch a movie, I can enjoy it. I there are a couple of different types of you know movies like that i that i see for example like i can watch a movie like jason x right mm-hmm. and be like hey i enjoyed the shit out of that movie but i know it's a bad movie yes right so you kind of like know it's a bad movie and you, you and you would when recommending it to somebody you would say that i mean like this isn't a good movie but it's hella enjoyable yes you know you're gonna have a good time now there are movies that i enjoy that i don't think are bad movies that i don't think deserve the scores that they get and I don't think that they deserve the shunning they get based on those scores and that's like a different category of, of, of film but then there's some films that get all kinds of praise like what was it Paddington 2 it's the best film of all time yeah well I mean yeah exactly like and, and, and that's a good example too because it's it's like an inoffensive uh, an inoffensive uh, movie that what, is a, what does a 99% or 100% mean it means 
people generally liked it. You can have somebody that's on the fence and generally liked it, but just when they submitted their review, like we discussed at the beginning, decided to give a fresh rating. Yeah. It's thumbs up or thumbs down with zero nu- nuance. Then you have a movie like Get Out, and I and when I saw and I was looking forward to Get Out for a long time, it came out, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was really happy. Why? That's, why am I happy? Why do I care? I care because... I know that that 99% is going to be the face of this movie when it comes out. It's going to be what's put on the advertisements. It's going to be what's put on the fuck. You know what? I, you know, several years ago, maybe a decade ago, not even that. De- maybe that's too long. But sorry, not a decade. Uh, maybe like seven years ago, I started seeing Rotten Tomatoes stickers on Blu-rays. Yeah. Did you start seeing that yeah, yeah, shit? Yeah, I've seen that. I was very surprised to start seeing that. But now it's used as a way to advertise for films. And that's the face of the movie. And then, I mean, we haven't even gotten into it. And I'm sure, like, we could talk about it some other time. But if you talk about the audience scores and talk about film, uh, you know, producers downplaying Rotten Tomatoes as being that they're trying to combat Rotten Tomatoes and audience scores versus critic scores and all of that stuff. We didn't even talk about that. But but that's another big thing because Rotten Tomatoes has become a way to formulate an opinion on a movie. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's dictating whether people see things or not. Yeah, you know? that's true. Now, th- now uh, I, I, there are a lot of studies, and I didn't do a ton of research, and a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't actually affect movies if you look at these numbers or those numbers. I'm just kind of talking from personal experience. Mm-hmm. People have not gone to see movies because they have low scores. I didn't go see Valerian in the theater, and I'm 90% sure my excitement for that movie was deflated by the Rotten Tomato score, unfortunately, and that's that's on me. And I think I'm, it's a component. I don't think it's the major driver, which I don't think is what you're saying. It's a component of why people don't go to see the films. Like, for instance, Justice League mm-hmm. um, had, I think it was 40% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It was a lo- it was certified rotten, I guess, whatever. Or it was rotten, not certified. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that was only a component of it. I, like, I got out of the film. I didn't enjoy it very much, but everybody else I spoke to, aside from, like, a couple of people had either based it off of word of mouth from people that they know yeah, or um, they saw it themselves and they didn't like it. Like right. it's rare. Like there's only a couple of people but, yeah. that I've spoken to that are like, yeah, I saw it. Or no, sorry. The, yeah, I heard it's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. Did you see it? No, I just, I, I heard it's garbage. That's rarer now. Like that, I think that's, I mean, for me, I, I still run into that. But, um, oh shit, what was I going to say when you said, what were you just saying before Justice that? League, Justice League. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, oh, it's it's uh um, they're not going to say they didn't enjoy it, or they're not going to reference Rotten Tomatoes ever, and that's kind of my point. It's happening. It's so ingrained in our culture. I don't need to reference Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is framing every discussion in the background. Everyone knows what the Rotten Tomatoes score is. They, nah. I mean, they do. They yeah. do. They, I, I, the majority of people do. They go to this site to see what's coming out next week for for uh, theater or whatever going coming to theaters. They know they, it's it's headlines. Headlines: Rotten Tomato score, Jurassic World. Rotten Tomato score, Thor Ragnarok. Rotten Tomato score, Justice League. The, let's talk about the Justice League Rotten Tomato score. There was a fucking hullabaloo for that because yeah. they held it back. Now they're doing this thing where they hold the. It's it's a media event. 
Well, they've been right? holding back reviews for like that's not. No, no, no. Rotten Tomatoes is holding oh, back the aggregate. Back okay. Not that the studio is not showing like the movie because they know what they have is trash or or whatever. No, no not what that. I mean is that like they would allow critics to see the films. There's an embargo. Yeah, embargo. That's yeah, the word it was. That's right. So, so this that's, was something separate that Rotten no, Tomatoes did. No, totally. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes was displaying the reviews. Yeah, but. What held back the aggregate score oh. as a media event, oh, right? Because oh, oh. um, it's They're called the WB. reveal. Yeah, the yeah. reveal or Through whatever. Flickster, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not even, not even talking about the WB thing. It's they're using the score reveal yeah. as a uh, as a media event. Sure. Right. So it's like now for when uh, Infinity War comes out, it's like stay tuned this Friday. We're going to reveal the total aggregate for the Infinity War. Yeah, they know, did that it kind of some bullshit show or something like that. They have they a did. show, you know. Yeah, I remember now that all just reinforcing the fact that these scores are so important to people yeah right they they are so important to people and everyone knows about them but it's happening underneath all of the data that we get all of the opinions we're formulating they're all guided by this whether you know it or not it's subconscious to the point where you don't even know it's happening yeah and that's kind of what i mean you're never going to run into someone and be like oh oh justice league i didn't like it it was awful blah 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 that opinion guaranteed is before they even saw it, they saw the Rotten Tomato score, and they they're kind of their their frame of mind is set. Um, and I'm going a little on a limb here, uh, but that's just me. I'm like they know what's acceptable. What's the easier conversation to have? Yeah, the easier conversation to have is Justice League was was awful. I didn't like it, and you get a bunch of people agreeing with you, and yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Let's talk about how terrible it was. Yeah, or being the guys like, hey, I actually came out, I kind of liked it. Explain yourself. Yeah. You know, and it's that that kind of, you know, going with the flow kind of thing that happens under the covers. I think. I think it happens. Critical consensus for Justice League. Mm -hmm. Justice League leaps over a number of DC movies, but its single bound isn't enough to shed the murky aesthetic, thin characters, and chaotic action that continue to dog the franchise. See, now that's one I don't necessarily agree with the full way, right? Um, I don't yeah, think I don't. it leaps over many of the DC films. <laughs> no. um, well, it's which is fine. I yeah. mean, that's fine. I mean, you can agree or disagree, and this goes both ways. Yeah, I think we've been focusing a little bit on movies that you know have gotten poor ratings that we like, but there are also movies that get wonderful ratings that we don't that we don't like. You know, and that and that's and it works both ways. True, true, yeah. exactly. Um, so, what's the general like the general? message or i don't know like uh the the psa of this of this episode is from my perspective is like uh i'm not even sure like my it's it's listen to listen to listen to your friends like like listen to people you trust yeah you know if listen to people who know what you like yeah you know like if you've had it like and that doesn't mean that they have to be your parents or your closest friend Someone who puts in an effort to say, hey, kind of like, what do you like? Are you going to... He's like, you know, did you like the movie? Uh, I didn't really like the movie. What kind of movies do you like? Oh, you like this, this, that? You might like this because it has these things or these, you know, these themes or whatever. You know, listen to someone who's actually... uh, Listen to recommendations from people who have put in a little bit of effort to understand kind of what you like. And try not to... try, Try not to be influenced by Rotten Tomatoes. Use it like you said. Use it as a tool. It can be a part of your sort of calculation. Yeah. It's just um, it's it's. I mean, it's hard to even come up with anything because, like you know, this all costs money. Yeah, you know, it all costs money and time, and that's and that's what people are doing here. They're they're pruding. Yeah. You know, like they're 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 only going to the things they know they're going to like. And I can't fault 
anybody for that. This is like, this is more of an opinion column. I can't fault anyone for that. That's right. I just think people should go on a go out on a limb more often. If you look, if you think something looks cool, try it out. You know, try it out. Try it out. Try not to let Rotten Tomatoes govern that decision entirely. While I realize it's impossible not to let it govern any part of the decision, yeah. Try not to let it be a hundred percent. I think if if you're already sold on going to see a film, don't go in with the Rotten Tomato score. I wish I. <laughs> Because I wanted Justice League to be successful, but as soon as I started seeing these Rotten Tomatoes reviews be more in the negatives, I knew it wasn't going to be that successful. And we are watching the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, aren't we? Like for, I did for movies. For this, there was another that's... movie that you, uh, the Belko experiment, I recall, which we haven't seen yet. I haven't seen it yet. Right. That started like uh, I remember you saying that it was a bummer uh, that the reviews were coming out for the Belko experiment, which James Gunn wrote. I yeah. Think. Um, and that that were coming out and they were negative. Yeah, it's a bummer. Why yeah. is it a bummer? It's like that. That's the key. Like, I feel like is the Be- because a, yeah. I generally know that if it doesn't have a high tomato score, it's probably not going to do. It's got a better chance of not doing well in the cinema. Right in the in the old time cinema. Cinema. Yeah. But um, that's why I want it. Like I want. It's not just smart for my own validation, right? That oh, I love this movie. It's got to have a Rotten Tomato score high. I don't give a shit about that, really. Like I'm okay with being able to say I like this film. Sure. And it's, like the 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 first Ghost Rider film, I actually enjoyed for sure. the most part. Yeah. That was twenty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Right. Um, yeah, I just looked it up so it was fresh. Yeah. But um, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. I've lost my train of thought. But essentially, use it as a tool. Like yeah. Don't go into films. I, I think that it's. I think it would be a good exercise to go into a film that you legitimately want to see and you want to go and buy tickets and just don't look at the Rotten Tomato score. Don't let it influence you one way or the other. Just go in, watch it for what it is, however much anticipation you have, yeah. and then go and see it. I, and I, I, was, I need to practice that. Myself. Ideally, I 100% agree with you, but fundamentally in our day and age, impossible. I, I, Especially I, for I a agree. movie that you're like, hey, I'm kind of excited about this. What do other people think? Yeah. Where do I go? Yeah. And... It but, has an effect. But like for this one, this was one I could have done. Justice League. I could have gone... I was going to see that regard. If somebody yeah, told yeah, me yeah, it I was, was gonna... the worst movie they've ever seen, I'm still going to go and see that in the theaters because I want to see those characters on the screen. Yeah, it's my yeah, childhood, I, right? Absolutely. I agree. Same with Transformers for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Until lately. I didn't I didn't see the... Uh, the one with the dragon? The dragon one until I was on a plane and watched it on my phone. That's how little I care. And I watched it without sound because my wife stole these headphones Nisha, you're getting called out. Yeah. No, um, it's good. She saved me from uh, some... It was, it was just fun watching Anthony Hopkins act without any sound. Yeah. <laughs> that was he's the good, best He's very expressive. Film. Oh, absolutely. He could be a good... He's a good mime. Um, any last thoughts? No, that's it, man. I think I've, I've really just, like, hammered some things home. You guys know some things about me that you didn't know before. So, I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to this one and see whether we air it or not. Why wouldn't we air this? I don't know. Shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> this has been episode whatever the hell episode number. Um, this is Justin. This is Otto. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good day. Peace. Cheers. Cheers.